I would much rather just, you know, trade for a loose, like you said, or go buy a loose and then sell the carded. But again, some people like that, the thrill of opening a figure and you can't take away, I can't take the way, that away from them. You know, you got to just teach their own. No judgment. Just buy a $20 elite, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's still judging. <laughs> oh, I'm totally judging. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJ Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 276 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff City. Alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what is going on, dude? It is warm today. It's in the 80s here in Tracy, so we're starting to get that warm weather rolling in. My allergies have been going off the rails. It's not covid it's just allergies. Stop looking at me sideways. Got lemon drop bang coursing through the veins this week, powering me through the show. And we've got a lot of news between wrestling and other toy lines. So I think it's going to be a solid show from start to finish, dude. I'm excited for this week. Yeah, me too, dude. Like it was funny. We recorded last Saturday and I was thinking, okay, there's no way we're going to have this much news between Saturday and what is today, Wednesday, because you needed to record early today. Yeah. So I was like, hey, we're not going to have that much news. Sure enough, wrestling figure news is all over the place. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So we did have quite a bit drop technical difficulties last week, caused us to have to re-record on Saturday. But yeah, in the space of four days, we did get quite a bit. And before we get started, I do want to send the great Hova Mr. Brandon himself, a very, very happy birthday from the Toon Brothers and the entire Fig Life community. Go out of your way, if you missed it, to wish that man a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Hova. I'm hoping Brandy with an I made it a wonderful birthday for you. <laughs> it wasn't Brandy with four E's? <laughs> no, no. Welcome no. to the stage, Brandy. <laughs> Remember I used to do that too <laughs> for the show? <laughs> I do. We're, we're taking it back, but I think it was Cinnamon. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. Yeah, I'm hoping Hova popped a couple Blue Chew and enjoyed Brandy with an eye. So, <laughs> Brandy with one eye? You mean she was a Cyclops? <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know what, dude? I don't have a bang going through me. I really don't. I thought I was going to, but I don't. You're kidding. What What is your uh, energy for today? Uh, Nap. Oh, Good old-fashioned sunlight, huh? Uh, yeah, actually it is. Uh, so uh, for those who don't know, Celeste had a surgery, and I won't get too personable, but she had a hysterectomy, but I'm not going to get too personable. Yeah, we don't want to give too much away, but that's what happened. Yeah, it's not like I'm describing what the surgery was, you know? Right. <laughs> or how yeah, they... you don't want to get graphic or right. give too much away. Right, but uh, she's she's good. She's up and moving. She's fine. The pain is gone, and she... Well, I should say from the surgery is still lingering, obviously, but the pain that was causing all this before is gone and 
she feels a lot better regarding that. So good things ahead for us over here. But basically, I only woke up once taking care of her <laughs> because she tried to not wake me up, which was awesome. But <laughs> it was great, dude. I, I was like, I appreciate this. <laughs> I'm glad you're dealing with Celeste's recovery so well, dude. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I was really concerned about me going into this. Yeah. You know, when she said she was going in for surgery, I'm like, man, I hope Jeff gets, gets some rest. <laughs> <laughs> that was my concern. See, that's why that's why I love you, brother. You're always looking out for me. <laughs> you're always at the first and foremost of my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so uh, I woke up once during the night last night to help her with uh, going to the bathroom and stuff like that. But then I was just kind of groggy throughout the day. It was like that one time waking up just messed me up, I guess. <laughs> so I needed a nap after work. So <laughs> This is some old man shit, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I must do like two weeks ago. I was talking about how I like pulled a calf muscle at work because I was so out of shape. Now you're talking about having to wake up once during the night and you're hella groggy during the course. Like this is 40 ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Mid to late forties. That's what this is. Oh, you have no idea. Actually. Yes, you do. Yeah. I, I have every idea. And can I just say before we move on, God damn that legends Vader is such a good figure. I, I think I might just rave about it every show the rest of the year. You still uh, admiring it? Oh, dude. It's like if I was an emoji, I'd be the smiling face with the heart eyes every time I look at that figure. It is incredible, and I know it's hard to get your hands on it right now. Tim texted me, I think it was yesterday, and he was out and about, and he found two. So he's got obviously one to open, one to keep MOC, and I'm just so happy for him. Like all these pictures I'm seeing of people finding Vader, I'm so happy for him. Dude, that figure is so so good. Best figure of the year, in my opinion, so far. Did you see the meme going around? It's Homer sitting at the bar with a bunch of <laughs> yes. people around him, and it's all the Vader figures over the face. <laughs> yes. I think that happened when AEW figures came out, too. They'd use that same meme. But okay. the Vader one's hilarious. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. And I haven't said this in a while, but Scott... We might have an idea for a new shirt. Yeah, you had it the other night. You texted me, and I'm like, dude, that's brilliant. So we've got to break down a couple of details on it. But uh, I have a feeling the man himself, Mr. Jason Wolf, is going to be hearing from the Toon Brothers very soon. But for the time being, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net to pick up any of our shirts. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. If you want to go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, head on over to Podbean, search Fully Opposable. You can also head to FullyOpposablePodcast.com, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. Also, the easiest way is just do a Google search. Google has our shows right there. And for a lot of our podcasting friends, just go into Google. That's how I listen to a lot of our a lot of our friends' show, whether it's Breaker and Bane, whether it's Drunk Wrestling History, whether it's Pulling Up a Aww. Chair. I got a bone to pick with you about the last show, but that'll be later in the show. Oh, I must have said something about you. No, no, no. No, you don't You don't say much about me, but it, uh, the theme one, I can't believe you missed Shawn Michaels and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Yeah, some shows I'm not proud of. Uh, yeah, that should be one of them. That's most of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
If you'd like to send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyopposablewfp at gmail.com. Dude, I swear, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, Scott's top three. It's going to be Hogan, Warrior, and Shawn Michaels. Like, I almost had this, like, in my head. I was like, okay, I know who Scott's three are. But it was Hogan, Edge, and who was the other one? Jive Soul Bro. No, not Jive Soul Bro. It was um, uh, Steve Austin. Is that who I picked? Yes. Man, I must have been drunk. You must have been hella drunk, dude. I might have done that one on the fly, to be honest with you. I don't know if I had notes for that one. I might have just called that one in the ring. I think you did, dude. Damn, I didn't even say Jive Soul Bro. Is that because Ed took it? No, Ed took Christian. Oh, man, I can't remember Ed's three. Oh, Cody Rhodes. I know Cody Rhodes was one of them. Yeah, Cody, Christian, and I can't remember who the other one was. But, and Adam's actually, Adam, who wasn't even from our era of the 80s, took Ultimate Warrior. And I'm like, holy crap, he took Ultimate Warrior, but Scott didn't? Hmm. Yeah, I think I did call that one in the ring. I don't remember having notes for that one. See, I, I need to come prepared. But drunk me's like, ah, screw it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Adam and Ed, I didn't expect this one, but a theme that I was thinking would sh- or should be on there is the Hollywood Blondes theme. That is the greatest WCW theme ever. Why don't I remember the Hollywood Blondes theme? Can you, you sing re- a little bit of it for us, Jeff? No. Oh. That's <laughs> not going to help me remember what it is. Do you want me to play it right now and go to YouTube? Sure. Or do you have an Alexa in the room? You yell at her to play the Nah, the she's, in, she's in the other room. Yell really loud. <laughs> <laughs> the best is when somebody says Alexa like Alexa Bliss or something. <laughs> yeah. And she's all, sorry, I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> when Alexa makes the news, it gets interesting. Because <laughs> your Alexa starts talking back. <laughs> okay, so here's the Hollywood Blondes theme. Okay, now I remember it. Yes, that one is awesome. Yeah, that was the greatest, and don't at me because I'm not even going to listen. That is the greatest WCW theme ever. Ooh. Even over Man Called Sting? Or Evad Sullivan? Really? You think it's better than I'm, I Want to Be a Hulkamaniac? I'm cutting this recording now. <laughs> I should have put that one in my themes. <laughs> Hammered Me loves Evad Sullivan. No, he, No, he doesn't. Not even Hammered Me. Can respect that. I'm actually curious what a lot of our listeners' favorite WCW theme is. So, but that one is mine, the Hollywood Blondes. I wonder if like it's the Ricky Steamboat one, where they make it clear that he could have any woman he wants, but he's a family man. Which is true. He could. You think so? Oh, he could roll up into a strip club and or a gentleman's church and, yeah. Yeah, but he's carrying his kid. That makes it awkward. <laughs> and the kid is 22. Yeah. <laughs> um also (laughs) also (laughs) jesus uh may 23rd we are doing our hall of fame may 23rd we will have the hall of fame i want to get that out of the way scott before we go into toy spotty real quick that ebay listing i've been posting about it quite a bit the ebay listing with the one of 25 rick flair as of today is up to seventy five hundred dollars now at one point it was up to eighty two hundred and maybe somebody knows this but 
it went from 8200 down to 7500 so it looks like two bids were eliminated from the bidding process i'm not sure why hmm you know more about ebay than i do so you might know why well they might have just hit up the seller and been like oops i didn't mean to hit bid i hit bid so the seller can retract the bid dude $7500 for this one of 25 rick flair like i'm sitting on mine and i'm like this is out of control i probably should sell this well see that's that's the tricky part right so obviously there's not going to be many of those on the open market because right. there's only 25 of them so you're kind of playing the stock market like okay everybody that was interested in that flare pretty much knows about it on ebay they're watching it if they miss out does what the past one sold for become the bar or does somebody try to get it for less than that or will it go for more? Because now you're going to be the only one on eBay. It's, I don't know. It's a tricky thing, dude. Or should you even sell now? Should you sit on it for another two or three years? You know what I mean? Like a couple of years ago, the, the one, two, three kid Hasbro, the green card. I'll use that as an example. Like it was going for X, but now two years, three years later, it's going for like two, three times that. And the people that sold two, three years ago are kicking themselves because they could have had more if they had just held on to it. Granted, circumstances change. People need money or whatever. So if you don't need the cash, dude, I'd, I'd probably be sitting on that thing. That's a lot of money, though. It is. Trade it for Bitcoin. <laughs> I know. I probably should, dude. Or a Gronk NFT. <laughs> it's funny you bring up the green card. I was talking to my buddy Mark, and he said just the other day, a green card, one, two, three kids sold for 1750 bucks. Come on. Was it graded? That he didn't say. I, I, I can't see it. I, I just can't. And it's insane to me when we started the show five and a half years ago, what the one, two, three kid was going for versus what it's going for now. I'm telling you, we've been talking about nostalgia and the wonderful, incredible drug that it is. It, it's driving these prices to a whole nother level that nobody could have predicted five years ago. Absolutely not. I mean, they were going up slightly you know, you'd see every year to go up a little bit. But dude, over the last five years, it's just the curve is like straight up in the air. It's insane. I can't believe where these things are going. That's why I'm like in, th in two to three years, I don't think people are going to stop collecting. It may level off a little bit, but I think that flare is going to continue to go up, dude. Again, there's only 25 of them. Correct. So ugh, to part with something that there's only 25 of and you have it in your collection... I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I could put a price tag on that. If I needed the money, that would be one thing because I've sold things that I didn't want to when I needed the money. But dude, if you're not hard pressed, I would sit on it at least for another couple of years to see what it does. You know, what's funny is when we first started doing this show back in 2016, I remember I had a shot at the entire green card series for 800 bucks carded. Oh, my gosh. And I was thinking, I was like, 800 bucks? I ain't paying 800 bucks. Uh, Scott and I already have those figures loose. I don't need them carded, you know? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, but there's, like I said, there's no predicting it. Five years ago, we wouldn't have, have come close to predicting where these dollar amounts are now. You know, right. okay, maybe it'll go up $100 in five years. Okay, that seems kind of realistic. But upwards of over $1,000 more? Like, that's just insane. And I'm telling you, it's the nostalgia. It's that it's driving it, dude. The nostalgia is just driving people to spend these dollar amounts. It's insane. And on one hand, I love it because we've already got them in our collection. 
But on the other hand, like I feel horrible for the completists that maybe we got into the Hasbro game that are now like, well, crap, there's no way I can get the green cards. So my Hasbro collection is always going to be incomplete. Well, that sucks. And we're now in the same boat with the Matt Manias and with some of the UK Galoobs. So hopefully you already got them in your collection because if you're trying to go and backfill, holy crap. I know, right? Can you imagine the people? Remember like three or four years ago, people just went on a spree of opening up green cards? Yes. Right? Like no judgment passed. Like everybody has a reason for doing it. Okay. I'm. You're right. No judgment. But I'm going to totally judge. What? <laughs> But pause the show. I'm going to judge for a minute. It doesn't make sense to me, dude. Like, I would rather sell off carded figures and purchase them loose. I 100% agree with you. That just does not make sense to me. I just don't understand that. Okay, let me use my Ric Flair as an example. You're telling me I could sell this for, let's use this as an example, 7500 bucks, Or I could purchase a loose one that is out there, one of 25. Maybe there is one of them that is open for let's say somebody has it for I don't know Scott I'm just throwing out a number because I have never seen one loose but let's say 3000 okay that's still a profit and I'm going to take that green card as the same thing like right and there's only so many carded specimens out in the wild right so now you're decreasing those numbers but uh, again if somebody buys a green card it's it's your right to do whatever the hell you want to do with it if you want to open it and take yourself back to that happy place of when you were a kid opening Hasbro's and you get that new Hasbro smell right out of the package, and that's what does it for you, hey, to each their own, whatever makes you happy. But I, I have a hard time seeing those carded specimens leaving the wild. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that there's one less carded one, two, three kid floating around out there now. I would much rather just you know trade for a loose, like you said, or go buy a loose and then sell the carded. But again, some people like that, the thrill of opening a figure and... You can't take away, can't take the way that away from them. You know, you got to just teach their own. No judgment. Just buy a twenty dollar elite, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's still judging. <laughs> oh, I'm totally judging. If you want to just open up a figure, there's a twenty dollar elite sitting on the peg. Well, some stores don't have it, but yeah, some stores just have basics, dude. Go go get a real figure or something. <laughs> Jeez, not a not a seventeen hundred dollar one two three kid. You know? Could you imagine if the person that bought that seventeen hundred dollar one two three kid opened it? Oh God, that's baller status. Like, where can I get your job? Yeah, like all of his Biden bucks and then some went to buying this kid, this one two three kid figure just to open it. But we're not judging. No, not at all. Scott, did you do any toys button? I got in some toys. I didn't actually go do any toy spotting since the Vader find didn't want to press my luck. But I did uh, get the Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 12, the RSC exclusive. Great mm-hmm. looking figure. Got the Roderick Strong Elite that I need to put next to my Undisputed Era set. And I got in two Cobra Infantry G.I. Joe classified figures. How do you like the G.I. Joes? Love them. I absolutely love them. And I got two because I missed out on the Cobra Trooper exclusive at Target. So I bought two of the Cobra Infantries to make up for it. So I'm still waiting on Zartan. He's coming from Hasbro Pulse. Still waiting on Lady J and Flint. But I did get in my Cobra Infantries from BBTS. Great figures. I'm just, I'm so blown away with what Hasbro is doing with that classified line. I hate that they're giving Target figures still. Because Target is just not getting it right on getting those things into the collector's hands. But mm-hmm. I've got to give it up for that line. Those figures are absolutely incredible. And 
they're not directly from the 80s, but it's a nice love letter to that original 80s G.I. Joe line. So just love what Hasbro's doing with them. Nice, dude. Sounds like you had a good mail call. Yeah, and I do like that warrior figure a lot from 12. I haven't really had a chance to sit down and examine it too much yet. I kind of pulled it out of the box and looked at it a little bit. And you and I were kind of talking about it on Saturday after we recorded. And you said that on the back of the package, you can see what uh, Mattel was going for when they sculpted Warrior's face. And I can totally see that. You're absolutely right that that's what they were going for. They've done better Warrior faces. Uh, In my opinion, the Ultimate Warrior Basic 98 is a really well done Warrior sculpt. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put this one near the top of what Mattel has done with Warrior. But it's very, very good. And the outfit... You know, when you talk about the defining moments, WrestleMania 7, it's good up until like the neck because yeah. you don't like the face sculpt. That's kind of how I feel about this WrestleMania 12 warrior. Okay. The, the sculpt is good, but the outfit is what really makes it. And Mattel's attention to detail is just, it's second to none. It's awesome. But if they had maybe put that Ultimate Warrior Basic 98 face on this warrior, I, I think it would have kicked it up a little bit. But it's still an outstanding figure. Highly recommended. And obviously with the correct face paint, right? Yes, with the correct... Exactly, yes. Although, Warrior's face was a little bit different when he came back in 96 from when he originally wore the outfit that he wore in the 96... I'm sorry, in the basic 98. So his face was just a little bit different. When his hair was, too. Well, that too, yes. Yeah, but what do you mean about his face being different? Like, when he was younger, Warrior, obviously his face was chiseled. It looked, you know, jacked. Like he, Yes. You know, when he came back, he was in great shape, don't get me wrong, but his face looked like it had aged a few years. Okay. So you're saying the basic 98 face wouldn't have worked on him? Correct. Okay. That's a great point, dude. That's a great point. It's something that I just noticed. I mean, because I remember when we were there at WrestleMania 12 and Warrior came out, you and I were like, is that Warrior? Is it him? Yeah. Or is it Renegade? What the hell? (laughs) You know, we were trying to see if it was actually Warrior. And then when we looked up on the screen, because we were on the floor towards the back where the wrestlers came out, when we looked up on the screen and he was doing his run around the ring, we were like, okay, I think that's him. There was a few minutes of uncertainty, one, being there, if it was actually him. But when when he got up on the ropes and he started doing his pose and all that stuff, then you're like, okay, yeah, it's actually Jim Hellwig. Right. Right. So, but you could tell that his face had aged just a smidge in those four years that he had been gone. Yeah. So, in in that statement, you're totally sticking up for the figure, and you're absolutely right in your assessment. It's it's well done for how Warrior looked at twelve. Again, yes. highly recommended. Hi, yeah. It's it's a great looking figure. It's up there with the defining moments for sure. And great packaging too. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. I mentioned earlier Celeste had her surgery and stuff, so I stopped off at Target. And I picked up her, a baby Yoda for her, a little plush baby Yoda. You know, Aww. just, you know, she, she made a comment. She goes, you know, for the ride home, I can't have the seatbelt pressing, you know, on areas. Yes. And so uh, she was like, bring a stuffed animal. Well, I got her a baby Yoda to kind of, you know, one, to kind of cheer her up and two, to kind of block the seatbelt too for the drive home. But while I was there, I saw this Mandarin Spawn. And I know nothing about Spawn, but dude, this thing is beautiful. Now, you know more about Spawn than I do, and I don't know if you're keeping up with Spawn figures. Not at all. Okay. So there's this Mandarin Spawn that is just 
looking at it, it's just beautiful, dude. Like McFarland did a great job on this. He's always done a great job on his spawn line. And also his DC line too. Yes. He, of he course. does a great job on those, but I was looking at this Mandarin spawn. And I was like, I don't need this, but I'm going to pick it up just for the hell of it because there's no other figures on the peg. I, I don't need another Drake Maverick. <laughs> you know, I don't need a Did Rio. you need another Bobby Heenan? <laughs> no. And if, trust me, I could go to any target and get one of those. But anyway, so I, I picked up the Mandarin spawn just for kicks and giggles. So I picked that up and I don't know why I don't need it. So well, it's cool looking. It's a cool it, figure. You respected it. Put your money down on it. Oh, I do have one other funny story. So Sunday I went to target out here in Alameda and I go look at the wrestling figure. Sure enough, they have, it was like eight or nine Bobby Heenan's and like three China's three Goldberg's from WrestleMania series. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go check out the Funko area. So I walk over to the Funko area and there's this couple, a uh, guy and his girlfriend or wife, whatever. And they're standing there in front of the Funkos and they're blocking the Funkos. So I'm looking and I'm like, okay, they've got Steve Austin. It's cool, but I don't need it. I say that and I just pick up a Mandarin spawn. I definitely didn't need that. <laughs> anyway, so I, right. I'll call myself out, but they had Otis, they had, which was cool looking and they had Steve Austin and blah, 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 blah. So I'm looking and I'm like, oh, those are pretty cool. I'm going to pick them up just to see how they are. I haven't seen them any out in the wild. But this couple would not move. They were blocking me from the Funkos. Like on purpose or they were just oblivious to you standing there? No, they knew I was there. But they were blocking me. They had just set down an Otis, Steve Austin, and two other random Funkos. And so I was going to look at the Austin and the Otis, right? Uh Uh-huh. So I went to scoot around the girlfriend to uh, pick up the Otis and the Austin to look at them. And as I'm scooting around, now, mind you, they had just set them down, right? These four Funkos, the two randoms and the Otis and Austin. The girlfriend goes, oh, I'm going to grab these. And she picks them up and she grabs them. Oh. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm not in, I'm not like in a need for these Funkos. So I go to scoot over to see what other ones they have. But now the boyfriend is blocking this other section, like three or four shelves of Funkos, right? And I'm like, I okay, I don't care about Funkos this much to even deal with this. But I thought it was just crazy that they were blocking me from this area. I was like, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> was the glass breaking in your mind and like Stone Cold's music starting to play and you're thinking about throwing a stunner on this dude? No, 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 I'm not a mark. <laughs> <laughs> that move wouldn't work anyway. Right, right. But this is ridiculous. Like they are legitimately blocking me from even like getting up to see what else is on the shelves. Dude, that's hella rude. I'm always like moving to the side. Like, and if there's something I want, I'm holding it. I'm not putting it back on the shelf. Right. Dude, you don't know how nervous I was when I found those two Vaders just to put them on the shelf for the three seconds it took me to snap the picture. Like, I was, like, frantically looking to my right and left, making sure nobody was going to, like, swoop in, like, out of my peripheral vision, and I couldn't see them, and they, like, snatched one of the Vaders. <laughs> then there would have been a fight at Target, would have been blood on the floor, would have been all bad, you know. But, yeah, I I wouldn't put it back on the shelf if I didn't want it. You know what I mean? Or if yeah. I wanted it, it wouldn't go back on the shelf. So, kind of a dick move. Scott, we have a little bit of Actually, we got a lot of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about a lot of news. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, what you got for other news? In other news, 
And this is actually not other figure news or wrestling figure news. It's just kind of wrestling news. The U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear the appeals of several past WWF stars who had lawsuits against WWE for repeated head injuries that led to long-term brain damage. Notable names in the lawsuit were Billy Jack Haynes, Luther Reigns, Mabel, represented by his wife, because we know that Mabel has uh, passed away, Jimmy Snuka, also deceased, Animal, deceased, Mr. Wonderful, King Kong Bundy, and Mr. Fuji, the last two, also deceased. So I was guessing that the families were doing it on their behalf, but the Supreme Court is not going to hear it anymore. They're not going to take into account that these guys have debilitating injuries now, brain damage, possible CTE, and that WWF had nothing or WWE had nothing to do with that. They basically just thrown it out. So what this means for figures, and that's probably jumping way too far ahead, way too fast, but some of those names, well, we've actually gotten a few of them if you think about it. We've gotten a couple. Yeah, we did get a couple of those. So maybe some of those names will be popping up in future Mattel lines. Or, if not Mattel, with all the other players in the game, somebody's bound to pick up a few of those. Well, if you think about it, King Kong Bundy is being done by a zombie sailor. Right. Animals being done by Junk Shop Dog. Correct. The two we've gotten is Mabel and Mr. Wonderful. Now, I'm wondering right. I'm wondering why they were able to break away from that lawsuit and WWE not doing figure. I, I'm kind of confused on that one. But we did get a couple figures from a couple of those guys. Yeah, and Mr. Wonderful was in the last series of Legends that came out. So, you know, my initial thought was, oh, it was an older lawsuit just lingering around. But not really, because Mabel was released, what, a year or two ago? The King, the Viscera and the King Mabel. Yep, exactly. So, and then Mr. Wonderful just came out in the last series of Legends, like I said. So, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not sure who out of that list is going to make it to Mattel, but... Like I said, lots of other companies out there making wrestling figures that could grab any one of those names. And what you got for other news? In other news, NECA, and this is pretty cool. They're doing an April O'Neil from the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. They're doing a pre-order for the standard edition open for two weeks. So if you want one, just go buy one. They're going to have the, the pre-order open for two weeks. Anybody who orders one is going to get one limited to two per person. They also said that's eventually going to be released at Walmart. They're also doing a signature edition, limited to 2,000 pieces, and comes with a yellow raincoat and a press pass, which is signed by Judith, I think it's Hoag, H-O-A-G, who played April in that first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. And as you can imagine, people are disgusting and have <laughs> been putting the four turtles around the April figure, not in a loving Oh, all my memories from the original movie. No, they slapped the Brazzers logo in the lower left of the screen <laughs> or lower right of the screen and completely ruined what was a very heartwarming image of the Turtles and April O'Neil. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I figured you'd like that. Uh, next up, Jeff, Super 7. And we've actually got quite a bit of Super 7 news here, finishing out the other toy lines. New Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimates. Leo, the Sewer Samurai, which I believe would be from the third Turtles movie when they were Samurais. I don't know that for sure. I've actually never seen the third movie. I just know it was Samurai-based. Krang, 
Ray, Filet, and Leatherhead. All available to pre-order right now on Super 7. More Super 7 news. Grateful Dead is a Super 7 property. They're doing a three and three quarter inch reaction figure of Bertha. Also available to pre-order right now. Alien reaction, three and three quarter inch figure, again, Super 7, of Game Over Man, Hudson, and various aliens. All available to pre-order right now. More Ultimates, The Toxic Crusader, Radioactive Red Rage, up for pre-order right now over at Super 7. And finally, Jeff, and I saved this one for last just for you, Ren and Stimpy Reaction, three and three quarter inch figures, coming soon, (laughs) not available to pre-order yet, coming soon, you're getting Ren, you're getting Stimpy, would you like to guess what the third figure in that assortment is, Jeff? Uh, Log. See, that would have been my guess. Exactly. The electric fence. It is not the electric fence. Uh, also a good guess. Who is it? Powdered Toast Man. Oh, nice. Powdered Toast Man. Yes. I'm super impressed they got Ren and Stimpy. That's awesome. So they have officially two of my favorite 90s cartoons in Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy. Nice job, Super 7. I think a few of those might be getting bought. That's hella funny that they I said log. That's like putting a thing of meat in with the Rocky line in Jax. Well, you know, Super 7 actually did release the Invisible Man. And it was, yeah, it was on card. And it was $5. And it was literally a card in a bubble. Uh, Mattel's done that with John Cena a couple of times. <laughs> Come on, that joke is like so old and it just sets up. And uh, Anyways. <laughs> and it always lands. It Especially on a wrestling figure podcast, that joke's going to land. <laughs> And does that round out other toy news? That rounds out other toy news. Heading on over to Zombie Sailor. I should just leave him up in our notes each and every week. because Always seems like got he, news. He does. He announced the signing of Barry Horowitz. Yes, the man who had the jacket with the handprint right on the back is getting his very first action figure. To the best of my knowledge, he has not had a figure before, correct? He didn't have a classic Superstars. Nope. Okay, so this is his first figure. Yes. You've got to think, if they're going to go full retro on these things, you're going to have the mechanism, right? Probably. got to be the pad on the back. With the arm kind of cocked back, and then it kind of rotates at the elbow, so you can do the pad on the back. It has to. And we don't know what kind of jackets or accessories are going to be coming with these, even if these will have accessories. But he has to have a jacket with a handprint. That was like... Barry Horowitz staple that was his you know that's what set him aside from other jobbers yeah I'm gonna guess that it's gonna have the jacket molded on so it'll be sculpted with the jacket attached with the hand on the back and the mechanism is gonna be him patting himself on the back also with zombie sailor grayed out rendering of Earl Hebner he will be in the referee outfit holding up a two whoa 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 like he just dude in his hand no, not like a pooping Tom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Don't Urban Dictionary that. But you got it. Don't do but, that. But you got to Urban Dictionary it. But don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's horrible. But yes, the Earl Hebner grayed out rendering was showed off. Now, AEW ringside exclusive. And Scott, you actually called this one. I don't know if you remember saying this, but you actually called this one a while back. Ringside exclusive Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus 2-pack that will have a variant. Now, in the package, it will be a trifold opening. 
that is jungle themed. In the packaging, Luchasaurus will have Jungle Boy on his shoulders. Now, Scott, I don't know if you remember this, but you actually said it would be cool if they made this. And I said, I don't even know how they would be able to do this. We said this on a show previous. I don't know how long ago, but you said this. And all of a sudden, boom, it's happening. Interesting. I'm waiting on Shotzi's tank. I'm guessing SDCC, we're getting Shotzi's tank. Just waiting for it. You know, it's funny that that keeps popping up on the figure message boards to Steve. Uh, yeah. Re- remember um, RSC sent out a tweet about it or like, hey, yep. would you like to see Shotzi's tank? <laughs> yeah, we've just been talking about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. And look, the thing's growing legs. It's going to happen. Now, the ver- I mentioned that there was a variant. There is a variant where Luchasaurus in the package will be riding on Jungle Boy. So Luchasaurus looks different from his Series 5 release, correct? Because Luchasaurus Cor- in Series 5 has black tights. Correct. This one has white. Yep. Jungle Boy looks the same. Correct. Uh, maybe different face sculpt. I think, actually, you know what? I take that back. I think he has on different tights as well. Trunks. Moving along to Chella Toys. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-orders went up for Hayabusa. Now, as of today... April 28th, they are still available. Those pre-orders are still available. We don't know if that will still be the case come when the show drops, but as of right now, the Hayabusa Cello Toys Hasbro Retro Style figure is available for pre-order. Dynamite Kid as well. And Dynamite Kid as well. Scott, that rounds out the news. We need to jump into WWE Elite Series 13. What you say? Let's do it. Scott, before we jump into WWE Elite Series 13, we want you guys to follow along with us, of course, over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com, where you can check out almost all figures that have ever been made. So head on over to Wrestling Figure Database. You can follow along. And then if you get kind of wondering about who was in Jack's Classic Series 22, you can also jump over to that and check that out. Just threw that out there for kicks and giggles. But... We want you guys to follow along with us on Wrestling Figure Database for WWE Elite Series 13. Okay, Scott. WWE Elite Series 13, go. Yes, sir. WWE Mattel Elite Series 13 consisted of King Sheamus. And he came with a scepter, a crown, and a green robe. Cool looking figure. Very cool looking figure. Good job on the Sheamus. Next up, the Big Show. And he came with a headband a Big Show t-shirt, and CM Punk's SES mask, which I thought was a great touch. Next up, Cody Rhodes. And Jeff, I don't know if you saw this, but it looks like Cody was packaged two ways in Elite 13. So there was one that was shown with the jacket on. I never saw that one. Yeah, the jacket was always separate in the ones I saw. Same here. The ones that I saw as well were the ones that had the jacket separate. Some packages did have Cody with the jacket on. Never saw that one, so that kind of threw me back. I didn't expect to see that when I was researching these. Yeah, it's kind of like that Rick Rude in the Elite series in the late 70s. Exactly. Right, where he had the robe either on or it was in a plastic baggie off to the side. Yep. But anyway, Cody Rhodes came with a paper bag accessory, a mask, the plastic mask he could put over his face for protection, and the aforementioned 
black jacket. Next up, Dolph Ziggler. He was in silver trunks and was packaged with the world title. Pretty basic for an elite. <laughs> Moving on. Edge, who had on a black jacket, Polly Pocket style, red sunglasses, and he was wearing his blue tights. Rounding out Elite Series 13, Rey Mysterio for the 20th time in the Elite line in Series 13. He was in a yellow Polly Pocket style shirt, came with a hooded mask accessory, and had black pants on, and that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 13. So in this one, you can see where the budget was put. It was all put into the King Seamus figure. Yeah. And Dolph Ziggler's figure suffered. Here, you just get a world title. Yeah, just throw on the gold belt. That's fine. Uh, King Seamus actually was the best figure. And I actually have a story regarding this. Celeste and I met Seamus and Cesaro in Orlando. And I was getting Cesaro's... Oh, man, which Elite Series number was that? Was that the one that came with the Andre Trophy? No, it's the one that came with the American flag and the U.S. title. Oh, wow. That's an oldie. Yeah, I got that one signed. And then I got the Seamus. I got this Seamus signed. And then along with another Seamus. And then Celeste got your Cesaro signed. So we had four figures, but Celeste acted as like she was getting figures signed. Yeah. Th- no, this isn't for my boyfriend and his brother. These are my toys. <laughs> so anyways, uh, love this figure. I love the deco that they put on the robe. I, th- I think this needed the Polly Pocket style robe for this. It Totally agree. Don't think cloth would have worked on this one. Just like the Polly Pocket style robe worked on the Harley race, the King Harley. Yep. It really worked well here on the Seamus. And yeah, you're right. All of the deco budget went here. I will say the inclusion of Punk's mask with Big Show is awesome and i do love that cody figure i think all of the accessories are totally on point with him from the face shield to the paper bag and the black jacket cody was really well done too and of course ray they always do a good job on ray mysterio figures but really the highlight here is that seamus figure outstanding by mattel and edge is from the 1998-1999 look edge yes yeah it's like a flashback edge much like the cane from the last series that we discussed exactly i pulled the ebay listings today again as this is april 28th seamus eight on ebay ranging from 45 dollars to 105 dollars big show there were zero on ebay cody rhodes there was only one and it was 79.99 plus 15 dollars and 20 cents shipping dolph ziggler 45 dollars to 59 dollars Edge, there were two on eBay. One listing was $270 plus $13.80 shipping. And the second listing was $274 plus $18.99 shipping. I wonder if these old elites are really selling or if people just have them up at these dollar amounts and just hoping that they sell. Not sure, but if you look, there's only two of them. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they're out there in massive supply. I'll have to look into that one of these days. Bring up the sold items for like an Elite Series just to see if they're actually selling at those high dollar amounts. And Rey Mysterio won on eBay $216 with free shipping. Not bad for his 20th time in the uh, Elite line in Series 13. So it's funny. There are a few figures that are on the different ends of the spectrum, I should say. Like Dolph Ziggler's like low end was 45 bucks. Well, it's like the Alberto Del Rio you talked about last week for 30 <laughs> For 30 bucks. Yeah, $30. <laughs> but then you jump up to the edge that has two on eBay. That's 270 
plus whatever the shipping was right. and the other listing at 274. Scott, we are going to round out the show with the listener segment. What do you say? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Scott, kicking off the listener segment is our buddy, your buddy, everybody's buddy, Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. And a few hours ago, Jeff texted me and said, hey, we're recording early this week. So I'm getting this in under the wire. And for this one, I'm going to pull from my Wrestling Cheers Fave 5 questions. I recently added up all the questions that I have in my Fave 5 question arsenal and... I have 32. So here is one of them that I recently added. Tell me, what is the perfect peanut butter and jelly to you? I'm talking what kind of bread, what kind of peanut butter, what kind of jelly? Are there any additional steps that need to be taken? Is there a particular cut that you like? And bonus part of it, what are you drinking with it? For me, the bread is Sara Lee honey wheat. The peanut butter is Jif creamy. And the jelly is strawberry schmuckers. I don't really care how it's cut. It could be cut diagonal. It could be cut down the middle. It cannot be cut at all. Doesn't matter to me. And of course, if I'm going to drink anything with it, nice cold glass of milk. So what is your perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich? That will do it for me this week. Thank you for the very late notice that you were recording early, Jeff. Maybe we should get you spayed or neutered. But I'll take my answers off the air later. Actually, I probably should be spayed or neutered. I'm just saying, I probably should be. I, it's best for society. <laughs> All right, Scott, I'm going to let you tackle this one first. I love this question. And... I think Justin might actually be my peanut butter and jelly spirit animal because <laughs> I'm I'm totally picking up what he's putting down. I would go actually Wonder Bread or whatever white bread we've got in the fridge, but I don't use two pieces of it. I use three and I toast it. I guess that makes it not so basic. So I actually do like a triple decker peanut butter and jelly or like the Big Mac version if you will, of a peanut butter and jelly in that you have that middle piece of bread. Toasted. Peanut butter. I'm right there with you, Justin. It's Jif Creamy. I've never been a big, crunchy peanut butter fan. So Jif Creamy peanut butter. And of course, you're doing both sides of your bread that's in the middle. You're going to have peanut butter and jelly on each stack. Not just peanut butter one side, gel on the other. No, no, no. Both on each stack. The jelly is where it gets tricky. Because our mom does homemade jelly. Mm-hmm. Her and dad go to a bunch of fruit stands in, well, we talked about Bethel Island. I think it was last week, right? That right. property in the Delta that our parents used to own. Yep. And around Bethel Island, there are all these fruit stands. And when we'd go there during the summers as kids, on the way to the island, we would stop and get just a bunch of fresh fruit and vegetables. It was awesome. Well, mom and dad still make that trip out there. And they just hit the fruit stands and they come home with basically the back of the minivan stacked with fresh fruit. And they just go to town making jelly. 
So when mom gives us all those jars of jelly, it becomes like gold because you look forward to having toast. More importantly, you look forward to peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So the jelly is, like I said, it's where it gets tricky for me because it's whatever we've got in the cupboard or in the refrigerator that we've recently opened, whatever mom made. Sometimes it's a raspberry. Sometimes it's a boysenberry. Other times it's a triple berry. It just depends. But in a pinch, again, I'm right there with Justin, smug or strawberry. I prefer strawberry jelly on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to grape. Ate grape as a kid, but I guess as I've grown up, quote unquote, strawberry has become the jelly flavor of choice on the triple decker toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, and the cut does matter to me. It's got to be diagonal. Like Justin, I'm also down in a nice cold glass of milk. Whole milk, none of that 2% or 1% or fat-free stuff. Okay, so I have to say, we did not listen to Justin's question before this. Scott just was able to spout that off like you have answered this question before, like you were hanging out in an office somewhere. No, I eat peanut butter and jelly, like not regularly, but when I make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like that is what I do every single time. So yeah, it was like a ready-made answer, like boom, let's talk peanut butter and jelly. So going back to me, I haven't eaten peanut butter in eight years. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're going to tell that story. Why? So December 2013, I actually remember it because it was right before Christmas. I got home and Celeste wasn't home. So I was just kind of starving Marvin. I was just eating anything in the fridge. I start eating peanut butter, just straight peanut butter and downing it. Like I couldn't stop. I was just like, okay. Like spoonfuls of peanut butter? Yes. Wow. Like Wapum size spoonfuls of peanut butter. Wow. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. I, I, I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I think it was like oral wheat, wheat bread with peanut butter and jelly and mom's strawberry jelly. Like you said, mm-hmm. that, that jelly is just off the charts good. Oh, it's so good. And what's funny is, is it says sugar-free, fat-free, but it's probably because mom used one packet of something that said sugar-free. <laughs> she probably like sprinkled in a, a packet of Truvia or something that made it sugar-free according to mom. But anyways. But it's so good. Oh my God, dude. No joke. But anyways, so I get done eating, go to bed, 2 a.m. I don't feel good. I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel good. I run to the bathroom and I begin to vomit up peanut butter. Oh, now, Now, I don't know if anybody has this go on in their life, but whatever you throw up, continue to taste it and you just continue to vomit it up. And it's the most disgusting thing because of the the peanut butter, just getting home and eating spoonfuls of peanut butter. That was the last thing I threw up. Now, granted, it, it was no food poisoning or anything. I actually had the flu. Oh, so it had nothing to do with the peanut butter. It just, that was the last thing you tasted and that was that. Exactly. And that was the last time. In fact, it was funny. Somebody made candy for us when we were working in your office, Scott, or Uh working at that building. And somebody made candy and they made them for special guest Sean's birthday. And I was like, oh, what kind of candy is that? Sean goes, I don't know. I think it's like a, it's like a chocolate truffle type thing or something. I was like, ooh, take a piece of candy, you know? Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah. And I take it, and I was like, oh, it's got peanut butter in it. Uh, <laughs> Sean's like, here's the garbage can, dude. <laughs> you know, take it. Because of that one night, I now cannot eat peanut butter. So I substitute almond butter. Oh, that's a good idea. What about Nutella? Uh, nah, I'm not a big fan of Nutella. I think it's overrated. Okay. Just personal opinion. But I sub in almond butter, 
and I'll put mom's strawberry jelly on it and I'll get a piece of bread, which is either the aura wheat bread or whatever bread is in the fridge. And that's my sandwich. Um, also, I'm going to go back to the vomiting thing. If you guys ever need to vomit up something delicious, I recommend Powerade. It is delicious vomiting up. Interesting. So if you can plan it, drink <laughs> a lot of Powerade beforehand. Well, no, no, you can't plan it, obviously. You can't predict when you're going to start projectile vomiting, right? Yes, but, I understand. <laughs> but when the time does come, immediately start drinking either the, the orange or the blue Powerade. And I do the Powerade Zero, but that is delicious to throw up. I love throwing up that stuff. So if it's going to happen, I'm making sure I get the uh, Powerade in me. So not only are we going to talk wrestling figures with you guys this week, we're going to give you barfing tips as well. Yeah, whatever. You're welcome. I'm here for you guys. Yes. We're not just one dimensional, <laughs> folks. We can do it all. What surgery did Celeste just have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Justin. I'm glad you got your question. You got it in with five minutes left. And thank you for doing that, man. We appreciate it. And also make sure to get your Jeff's spayed and neutered. Uh, Jeff, what are you drinking with your uh, peanut butter and jelly? Since you vomit peanut butter up now, are you going to do a uh, Powerade? No, 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 <laughs> no. I, I do almond milk. Almond milk? Yes. Okay. Uh, also known as nut juice. Yes, because it does not have a teat. So it, it cannot be considered milk. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> what's that from dude uh meet the parents thank you thank you <laughs> scott next question comes in from josh thompson hey jeff and scott jt here back with that weekly submission this week i wanted to share with you guys my thoughts on the extreme sets legends of lucha arena diorama that was revealed not too long ago yes thank you for bringing this up josh this was shown off a couple weeks ago and i forgot to put it in the notes so i put that on myself Basically, it's no ring included, but what it is, it's a picture of AAA Arena, and it's a background set. This was a pleasant surprise. I didn't see this coming, but I did want to see the Legends of Lucha line have some sort of playset. The arena kind of reminds me of a Lucha Underground a bit. I know it's not 100% the same, but I do sort of get that vibe from it. I'm also glad to see this comes with an entrance pop-up, which is something I hope Extreme Sets does more of. I know they have printout entrance sets, but I sadly don't have a printer, and from what I can tell from the YouTube videos, assembling those is a bit more complicated. This and the FTC diorama news really makes me happy. You know how much I love my playsets. Mattel, I know on the figure forums you said that it would be tricky because of retailers, but I hope you can get you guys can get some sort of playset out. Because I feel like the Fig Life community has really been itching for playset dioramas as of late. And FTC and Boss Fight are coming in to help with that. Thank you, Josh Thompson. Uh, you know what's funny is I saw that set and I thought of you. Um, but again, I forgot all about it. It was one of those I was scrolling through Facebook and I meant to post it to Twitter and I forgot. So thanks for bringing that up I, uh, and catching that. Scott, you and I were talking about the contract last week from Mattel, right? Yes, I was scrolling through my photos and I was back into 2018 in New Orleans and I was looking at all of us at Access and one of those pictures was the entrance set that Mattel had on display that year. Yep. We still talk about it. Three years later, still talking about that. If that contract is signed, that is something that has to come out. I agree. 
And I know we've kind of beat this horse to death, but with HasLab forcing the collectors to put their money where their mouth is, like, okay, you t you guys talk big. Sure, you want to job a barge. All right, fine. Here's the dollar amount to hit. If you guys can hit it, we'll make it. And like, what was it, a day or two later they had hit that number? Like, <laughs> no problem, we'll pay it. Like, I don't understand. I, and I know Mattel has done it. They created something very similar to it. It's not Maddie Collector, but it's along those lines of like where HasLab will make something. Mattel is has either done it or is in the process of doing it where they're going to do something similar to that. I think that stage is a perfect first item in the WWE line to throw up there like, okay, guys, we've heard you for the past three or four years harping on this thing. Fine, hit this dollar amount, we'll make it. Dude, I guarantee within a day they're going to have that goal met. There's no way that they don't, especially with how much those things go for on the secondary market when they're finally released, like that Unicron that just mm -hmm. got released by HasLab. That thing's going for like two grand or something like that. It's insane. And it mm -hmm. didn't cost that much when people bought in. So just based on secondary market alone, it makes sense to jump in on something like that. So I agree with you, Jeff, if they do sign the deal, that's got to get made one way or another, be it through their, I'm going to just call it HasLab, through their HasLab or just make it. And look, if Toys R Us comes back sooner rather than later, that'd be a great exclusive for Toys R Us, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And with how hot wrestling figures are right now, it just makes sense to put this out. I agree. And like you said, Scott, put it up on Maddie Collector. Hey, you guys want to have this made? Hit this number. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you they will hit that number. Yeah. Josh Thompson, probably the first guy to jump in and throw his money down. And we'd all be right behind him. Josh Thompson would probably pay for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pay for everybody's. Just get it done. <laughs> Thank you, Josh Thompson, for your weekly questions. Scott, that rounds out the show. We want you guys to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker. Of course, if you guys are in the hunt for LJN's Galoobs, Retros, Just Toys Bendems, Defining Moments. Uh, did I miss any, Scott? Hasbro's. That's what Hasbro's. I missed. Hasbro's. How did I forget that? Shame Anyways, if you were on the hunt for any of those carded, which don't do right now kind of hold off or, <laughs> yes <laughs> or loose check out wrestlingtoytracker.com scott eaglemoss yes if you have a pop culture or wwe fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone look no further than eaglemoss they have a ton of properties under their umbrella from battlestar galactica to dc to star trek and of course to wwe Give them a look on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Check out all the cool WWE statues that they have available from Superstars Current to Superstars Past. Again, you won't be disappointed. Give them a look. Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Also, I'm going to throw it back to the podcast buddies. I'm going to throw it back to Breaker and Bane, of course. Also, I would like to tell you guys with great honor, Scott and I defended our tag belts again. We forgot to say that we wanted to retire with the belts. Yeah. Damn it. We got to do that. That time on our tradition needs to go out the window. We want to retire with the belts. Yes, we're not going well, it on our back. No, no, of course not. We don't want to do that. We need to retire with the belts. We would be good. But we defended our belts successfully at the last show, Scott. So we are still PHPW Tag Team Champions. O'Doyle rules. <laughs> and also check out Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? Also, we want you to check out Doing the Favor, where they have a sports show, wrestling show, 
And also check out their website where it links up to Popfinder and BrickSeek so you can see what figures are at your local stores. So check out doingthefavor.com while there. Also listen to their shows. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric Fun Retro Show. How did how did Eric or how did Steve do it? Oh, the guys do a fun retro show. <laughs> Isn't that how Steve did it? Oh, now you're doing Steve impressions. Imp- yeah, uh, Steve impressions. Yeah, I'm gonna do Steve impressions of us. <laughs> That'll be our Patreon. <laughs> Steve doing an impression of us. Boy, that's a weird time warp. Or it's, a, <laughs> it's a weird rabbit hole, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of extra recording. But I do want you guys to check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, check out our buddies over at the Chick-fil-A Show, Marco, Seth, and Sheena. And also check out their Facebook group. Love that Facebook group going on over there. They are very informative over there. Also show off a lot of stuff that you may miss. It's a good group of people looking out for each other. So check out the Chick-fil-A Show. You heard Justin Summers earlier, and we want you to check out his show, Wrestling Cheers. It's a Northeast Ohio-based independent podcast pro wrestling podcast, I should say, that focuses on AIW. So again, check out the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Also check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant, who had a great show that I listened to with Eric Bischoff. Great job, RJ. That was a lot of fun. It was a great listen, great questions. Rucker and Marty do boot to the face. Scott, you were on Pulling Up a Chair with Tim. Yes, such an honor to be one of his guests. I was looking forward to it, and the day we recorded... It was like just two friends catching up, and it was a blast. So kudos to Tim. The show's going great so far. He's taking a spotlight and shining it on the Fig Life community, what each of us brings to it. So again, Tim with pulling up a chair, dude doing a great job. I'm on his latest show, so give it a listen. And Scott, Drunk Wrestling History, what you got? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk, our show that dropped this past Friday. Jeff, this one will be of great interest to you, the Montreal Screwjob. Ooh. Yes, okay. and our take on it. And normally we, you know, we're always jokey jokey, but this one is kind of more on the informative side with a little bit of jokey jokey. So definitely check that one out. I know you'll be interested in that one, Jeff. It's Drunk Wrestling History on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk, where we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. I'm curious how it's informative because everybody and their mothers have done that episode or done an episode on that one, whether it's. Uh, film producers, whether it's podcasts, people have done deep, deep, deep dives into that. So I'm curious what you guys were able to pull out from <laughs> uh, from that. Uh, we were drinking. That makes it different. That makes it different. Yes, it's also informative, just like all the other ones. But we were <laughs> drinking. That's what makes you guys unique. Exactly. Exactly. Also, check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, and every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, of course, as we do every week, going to throw it out to the amazing, super talented, the great Jason Wolf, the man himself. Give him a follow on all of his social media accounts at The Art of Jason Wolf. Stay tuned to him and his social media because he's going to give you the lowdown on who his next Hasbro custom is going to be. And when that Hasbro Custom is going to go up for sale, you can make the purchase over on his website, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. You got to stay tuned to his social media. Again, the, the, at the art of Jason Wolf. Give the man a follow. Find out when his Hasbro Customs go on sale. Head on over to DoyleDraws.com to make that purchase. 
or just get in touch with the man himself at the website, get a commission, get some artwork done. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. And also, I, I actually, I don't want people to check out Pooping Tom. Don't do it, but no, it's hilarious. No, you mentioned it again. Stop it. But it's hilarious. <laughs> it's fantastic. But don't don't go onto Urban Dictionary and read it. <laughs> it's the worst rabbit hole you can go down. Because there's always like recommended one under, oh, what does that word mean? Oh, it's disgusting. What's the next one? So, Scott, for episode 276, anything else? Get yourself vaccinated so we can hang out in Dallas. Going to have that Fig Life meetup, and I can't wait. Fig Life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. Yeah, we're going to be carting everybody at the door, but it's going to be a vaccination card. It's not going to be your ID. Exactly, because you don't need an ID to get in unless it's your vaccination card. Right. I hope I don't lose mine. <laughs> I won't be allowed into my own party. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get mine laminated, carried around like Wayne and Garth when they're backstage at Alice Cooper. <laughs> well done. So, Scott, that rounds out episode 276. Make sure to get your pets spayed and neutered, just like Justin says. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. <laughs>